Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And this episode, I have been putting off for a long time. I've been thinking about doing it for a long time. It's been in the rotation. I've been kind of cycling it back and cycling it back and cycling it back. And the truth is, I could cycle it back some more. There is so many things that I want to talk to you guys about, and I just keep throwing them in there, but I feel like this is the time. This is the time to talk about this topic, the five love languages, because it's February. And in February in the Spartans, in the Academy, what we're doing is we're talking about emotions. Obviously, love is an emotion. We want to talk about that. And I could have put it off to relationships, true, but to also because we, this is such a thing with relationships. But now is the time. It's coming out, it's happening, which means that it's perfect. Like this is the time it was supposed to happen because this is the time that it is happening. And so the other time that it is, as you know, is the time to leave me a five-star rating and review. It's time to go to iTunes and do that. Guys, if you have done it already, I appreciate it. And again, if, you, if you're not listening on iTunes, it's okay. I got your email. I got all your emails. I got all your notes. I love that you guys are listening on a platform other than iTunes, that you're out there, that you're in the audience. And thanks for sending me an email because to me, an email is just as good as a rating, right? It's just as good as a rating and review. The iTunes and rate ratings and reviews are helpful because they help promote me higher, promote our, the podcast higher so that more and more people can be attracted to it, can find it and get and get the same amazing results that you guys have from it. But I love that you guys send me the emails because the emails are like the same, right? The emails are these reviews. You guys are leaving me these reviews and they're so awesome. I love getting them. So I appreciate that. You guys that are listening on a medium other than iTunes and sending me these emails. So let's talk about the love languages. Right. Let's talk about these because we're in February in the Spartans. We talk, we're talking about emotions. We're talking about emotional intelligence, the power of emotions, how to create emotions so that you can drive massive action. And love languages are an interesting topic. They're an interesting episode. They're just, they're just a very interesting concept because they come from a book. <laughs> they come from a book written in 1992. Let, let me give you guys a little backstory here because the way people talk about these love languages, you would think that they were as old as the seasons, right? You would think they were as old as the Zodiac, right? That they come from like millennia ago, but they're not, right? They come from a book written less than 30 years ago. And this book is The Five Love Languages how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate, right? And it was written in 1992 by a guy named Gary Chapman. And it expresses five ways or it outlines five ways to express and experience love between romantic partners that Chapman calls love languages. Okay. So that's what the, that's what the book is. That's kind of the premise of the book. Now, here's the thing. Now, I want you guys to know that, you know, in reading the book, it's it's pretty clear 
what Chapman's trying to say. And this is not a book report, but I do want to give you a little background into this book and what the intentions of this book or what people are taking from this book so that you understand sort of a little bit more about what these love languages are, at least what people are thinking about these love languages are. Because when you look at this book, it's it's pretty clear that the love languages you're meant to think about isn't your own, right? You're meant to be paying attention to your partner's love language. Right? You're meant to be paying attention to their language that they are using or expressing of love and what they interpret as action that is love or loving action. So the first chapter is just basically hammering home that there's the most fulfilling relationship is to tailor your expressions of love, to modify your behavior to what your partner needs to see or what your partner wants in order for them to feel love. And I probably don't have to go too much further in the book for you guys to already say like, whoa, stop right there, alpha male coach. Like that doesn't sound like alpha state. That sounds like beta condition. And you're absolutely right. But I am going to say that he goes on to, you know, five you know chapters are devoted to what languages are, finding them in your partner, talking about identifying your own love languages and strategies for adapting and changing your behavior. And unfortunately, I think that the what's missing is any type of attentiveness or behavioral self-regulation anything that anything for yourself it's it's mo- it has it's really just mostly about the other person now what does that mean like you guys know me <laughs> you know me so what am i thinking i'm thinking wait a second that's all beta condition right that's all the gamma trap that's all the illusion that we're put in when we are not seeing the world through the universal truth that we're not aligning ourselves with the universal truth so I'm not again. It's not a book report. I'm not coming down on Chapman. I'm not coming down on the love languages because I think that the love languages can be very powerful. I think that there is something that we can take from this. So let's really quickly talk about these. They are an expression, right? What are the five love languages? They are receiving gifts, right? They are quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Those are the five expressions. And what do you notice about all these? Look at all these. Like if you are, if we're, if we're putting these love languages, if we're putting these somewhere in the model, in what line do they go in? Receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Where do these go? Now, you guys are very intelligent guys. Like you're very, you are a very intelligent audience. (laughs) I know that. And how do I know that? I kind of make that so by the language and the vocabulary that I use, because if you know what I'm talking about, then you have to be intelligent, right? Otherwise you probably stop listening because you have no idea what's being said. So you guys are intelligent. I know you guys are intelligent out there. Where do these go? They go in a couple different places. First of all, do they go in thoughts? No. Do they go in emotions? No. Do they go in actions? Yeah. Yeah, these are actions. But where else do they go? And and this is so powerful and so clear about the universal truth in the model. If they're an action, then what else are they? They're also a circumstance, right? Because your actions are other people's circumstances. So if you are acting, if you're the one that's re- that's giving the gifts, if you're the one that's saying words of affirmation, if you're the one that's performing acts of service, your actions are... Other, the other person's circumstance. So there is no love language, right? There is no love. The only language, I guess what I'm saying, the only language <laughs> of love is the thought that the person has. That's the only language because all actions are neutral. There is no subjective 
defining or descriptive characteristic of action. It's all subjective once based on what you, the way you choose to think about it. So from that place, we know that these love languages are going to be neutral. These love languages are going to be actions. They're going to be circumstances. So let's review the universal truth in the model. If these are circumstances, if they're actions, if they're circumstances, then where are they coming from? In other words, if they're circumstances, then we know that they're coming from someone else, right? But if they're our actions, where are they coming from? And if they're somebody else's actions, then where are they coming from? They're coming from our emotions. If they're our actions, they're coming from the other person's emotions. If they're their actions, it is the emotion that drives the action, right? The emotion creates the action always. So where do emotions come from? Emotions comes from thoughts. So what is love? Love is an emotion. It comes from a thought. It does not come from a circumstance. So these love languages, if we're to believe that a love language is some expression that we can do, that we can say, do, you know, we, we can give a gift, we can spend quality time, we can use words of affirmation, we can perform acts of service, we can, you know, provide physical touching, whatever, we could do something. And that doing something is going to create emotion in somebody else. It's going to create for them a language that creates love for them in their body. That that premise, by definition, is erroneous. And by definition of the universal truth, it is untrue. <laughs> it violates universal truth. It is, it is not true. Because love, the way we feel, comes from the way we think. It comes from our thoughts. It does not come from another person's actions. Because even if another person's actions, check this out, and, and, I, wanna, and I just want to roll this out. We could roll this out into a, a bunch of different examples. But I want you guys to just... Just roll this out with me because even if your love language is words of affirmation, let's say your love language is words of affirmation and your partner's love language is not words of affirmation. Your partner's love language is something else. Doesn't matter. Pick one. I don't care. Let's say it's quality time. Okay. It's quality time. So your partner is not going to be giving you words of affirmation when she's feeling love. When she's feeling love, she's going to be giving you quality time, right? She's going to be in there with that quality time thing. You're thinking, well, she's spending all this time with me, but she never tells me she loves me, right? She never tells me she appreciates me. She never tells me how amazing I am or how much she loves being around me or spending time with me or any of that, right? Because because it's no words of affirmation. Like she's just there doing the quality time thing. So you're thinking like, okay, so she's not doing this. Now, here's the thing. The love language people would say, okay, well, all you have to do is tell your girlfriend you know, tell this woman, tell your girlfriend, tell your wife that your love language is words of affirmation. If you tell her, then she might start giving you words of affirmation. But here's the thing. And this is why, <laughs> and this is why this doesn't work, my friends. This is why this doesn't work, brothers. It doesn't work because there's no inception there, right? It doesn't work because you didn't come up with it yourself. It doesn't work because it didn't happen naturally. It doesn't work because of the thoughts that you're creating or the thoughts that you have about those actions are still going to be the thoughts that you are choosing to have. They're not going to come from her change in behavior. There will be times that she gives you words of affirmation. Like there might be a change in her behavior. She might be conscious and be saying, okay, look, like this is my man. This is my husband, my boyfriend, whatever. Like he wants to hear words of affirmation. I'm going to be conscious about that and make a serious behavioral change, a tr a, an attempt to make a behavioral change in order to start to create some of that for him. But here's the thing, guys, this is the thing. You got to be careful. You got to watch this very closely. Watch it as it moves. There will be times that she does it 
and your brain tells you that you are loved because you are receiving words of affirmation, right? Your brain is creating the love for you by telling you that you're loved, right? Still coming from you. There will also be times that she uses words of affirmation that your brain tells you, well, she doesn't really mean that, or she wouldn't be doing that if you hadn't told her to do that. And therefore, you're not going to be feeling loved. You're going to be feeling something else, right? That emotion of more just like, oh, she's just doing that just because, sort of like, it's not, she doesn't really think that, or maybe she does, but even though she does, she's not saying that because she feels it. She's saying it to do for me, right? So your brain is kind of coming in there with that. And then it's not going to be creating love because it's not the words, right? You think it's the words of affirmation that create love, but it's not the words of affirmation that create love. It's the way you think about the words of affirmation that create love. And so if you're thinking that way about the words, <laughs> you're not going to be creating love, right? In your body. There may also be times where she's just tired. She's had a long day at work. She's tired. She's got other things on her mind. She's got other things going on. Maybe she's dealing with her own mental mind mismanagement and doesn't have the consciousness to provide for you words of affirmation and she doesn't give them. And then what does your brain tell you? Oh, now all of a sudden she doesn't love you. Now I am unloved, right? Because now I'm not getting these words of affirmation. Now I am unloved. It's not that she doesn't love you because she probably still does. In fact, it's more it's pretty guaranteed that she, she still loves you, that she's just in her own headspace on something else. But now that we're in that, now that we're kind of, we have that spoken love language agreement, right? Which is so erroneous, right? To come out and say, this is my love language. Do this for me, right? Now you can make requests, brothers. And we've talked about requests before. Like we've talked about manuals and requests, you know, in, in, in previous podcasts, you can make requests on people, but whether people follow through with those requests or not shouldn't have anything to do with the way you feel because the way you feel is based on how you think, not based on what people do. Right? It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them and with their actions, you know, with their thinking and feeling. That's where their actions come from. So that's the thing. And that's why I want you to follow that with me so closely because it doesn't really matter. Right? It doesn't really matter what is being spoken as soon as you think that this other person is now responsible for creating love for you based on how they behave, that this love language is in some way a manual for how somebody else should behave so you can feel loved. You are jumping into problems. You are creating problems for yourself. You have chosen to be in a beta condition. Right, You are there living that by choice, by saying, look, this is my love language. Do this. And again, guys, like you can always make requests of people. You can tell people if you are so self-aware as to know what your love language is. And again, this takes self-awareness, guys, because it's not about the way you want people to treat you, right? Like that's not what the love language is. The love language is not about the way you want people to treat you. The love language is what goes in your A line when your F line is love. Your love language is how you express love when you are feeling love. So you have to be self-aware to know what your love language is. You have to know what love feels like in your body, you know, what you're thinking, what, what the thoughts are that create love, what it feels like in your body, and then how you behave when you're feeling it. And that's where you know what your love language is. But that's only going to be how you express love because then it goes in your A-line, right? Because then when I, feel, when I feel love, I give gifts, right? I share quality time. I say words of affirmation, right? I provide acts of service or I physically touch. Like this goes in your A-line. But that is what the love language is. It's not, oh, you need to do this for me, for me to feel love. Because the only thing that needs to happen for you to feel love is for you to think the thoughts that create love. That's what you need to do to feel love, my friend, is to think the thoughts that create love. 
Love is an emotion. It's not something that comes from somebody's action. And I, and I know that there's this rep repetition now. I've said that before, but I've said it on many, many podcasts, and I'll continue to say that. Many of these podcasts, I'm saying the same thing. I'm just saying it in a different way under different contexts. And in this context, in the love language, what I want you guys to understand is that there is no love language. There is no behavior that anybody else can ever do that is going to make you feel love. What's going to make you feel love are the thoughts that you're thinking. Are they loving thoughts, right? They got to be loving thoughts for you to feel love because that's where thoughts come from, because that's where emotions come from. Emotions come from our thoughts. Now, okay, guys, so we know that the fallacy of the five love languages is that love comes from other people. Like this is a fallacy, right? That it is not what other people do. It's not how other people express their love that creates love inside of you, right? That's the fallacy. What creates love inside of you are the thoughts you have about whatever it is that you're observing or witnessing or hearing or whatever's happening, right? That's universal truth, okay, guys? The circumstance that we receive through our five senses is completely neutral. It's neutral data until it reaches the brain and we have a subjective thought about it. So it doesn't matter. Even if somebody says, I love you, that's not what's creating love inside of you. That might be because they're feeling love for you, right? Their love language might be words of affirmation or what is it? Whatever it was, words of, yeah, words of affirmation, right? So their love language might be words of affirmation. They might say, I love you because they're feeling love, but that's not what's creating love inside of you. Because people may say, I love you, and you may not feel love from them. You might think they're lying, right? You might be really, really mad at this person. Like, let's say this person just cheated on you, right? Like, this person just cheated on you. You're super mad at them. Like, you're angry. You've got all these angry feelings because of the way you're thinking about them, because the way you're thinking about yourself, maybe it's the way you're thinking about them or the way you're thinking about the relationship that you're in with them. But it's coming from your thoughts. You're having this negative emotion. They say they, that I love you. That's not going to create love. That's a word. Those are words of affirmation. You know, they might even bring you a gift. Like, let's say your love language is receiving gifts, right? They might even bring you a gift. Do you think you're going to feel love? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If you stop thinking about the things that are creating your uncomfortable emotions and start thinking about this, then maybe. But if you're thinking about that other thing still, then it's not just this action that's going to all of a sudden create this new emotion. What creates emotion is always going to be your thoughts, guys. Always. And you always get to determine what you want to think. So thoughts are always a choice, which is why emotions are always a choice, <laughs> right? So you are in complete control of your mind. You are the cognitive master of your mind and you are the emotion. You are the owner of your emotions. You're the emotional owner as well. That is what I teach, right? That's the skill. That's the alpha state. So the love language fallacy is that you're not in control. The love language fallacy is that the other person is control. And the love language fallacy says that if the other person doesn't do these things, then you don't feel loved by them because they're in control of how you feel. Like they might love you, but if they don't do this particular thing, then you don't feel loved by them and they don't, you don't believe them. It's silly, isn't it? I mean, when you put it that way, when you start talking about it in that way, it sounds silly. It's like, well, yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense at all. But big people believe it, right? And they go out there believing it, and then they go out there and trying to convince their partner to do these things so that they can feel a certain way, so that they can live in the beta condition, so they can live in this in this condition of abdication of emotional power. Just do these things and I'll feel good. Just do these things and I'll know you'll love me, right? 
Because even, and again, I used the, I used, I went back before and said it already, but even if they do, now your brain is in a state of, well, they're only doing it because I told them to, right? They're, they're only doing it now because I've asked them to. They wouldn't be doing this on their own. They're just doing this now because they feel obligated to. And that's, the, that's not going to create love in your body because that's not a loving thought that you have for the way you feel about yourself or the way you think they feel about you, <laughs> right? So the love language fallacy is prevalent. It's very infectious because it permeates the beta condition. It lives and loves the beta condition because the beta condition loves to abdicate emotional ownership. But there are some things that you can get from the love languages. And I think I mentioned it earlier on in the episode. And that's this. You guys got to remember that I don't <laughs> I don't script these podcasts. I don't, I don't, you know, these are all, I just talk. So I may have said this already, but this is what you can get from the love language. And it's this brothers, you can find out what your actions are, right? Like you can always observe other people's actions. Like you can always look at the way other people act and you can always look at, uh, you could say, well, their love language is this, or they say they love me. But here's the thing. It's always going to come down to your mind. So you get two things. You get two things from the love languages. Number one, you get to know what goes in your A-line when you feel love. You get to observe yourself. You can really start to look at your own behavior and start to take ownership of your behaviors. Like when I feel loved, I do this. Like, do you tell your partner that you love her? I mean, do you give words of affirmation? Like whatever, maybe it's not love, maybe something else, but do you give your partner words of affirmation? You know, is it physical touch? Do you provide acts of service? You know, are you doing her favors? You know, are you doing like, are you doing the laundry? Are you doing chores? Like she asks you to do something or maybe she doesn't ask you to do something, but you just do it, right? Because for you, it's like an act of service. Like, you know, that she wants this done and you just do it because you're feeling love because you're thinking loving thoughts about it. You're feeling love. It's like, I love this woman. She's amazing. She does all this stuff. She takes care of me. I'm just going to go do this for her, right? Maybe it's an act of service or giving gifts. So you just come home with flowers, but pay attention. You know, you pay attention to your behavior and you can find out what it go, what goes in your A-line. And so you know how you behave when you're feeling love, it gives you more self-knowledge. That's number one. Number two does have to do with the other person, but it doesn't have to do with the other person. <laughs> it has to do with the observation of the other person. And it's this, guys. It's that because you know what love languages are, you can be more you can train your brain to look for languages of love, expressions of love. If you know what the five love languages are and you know your wife or you know your girlfriend loves you, then you can start to look for these things. You can start to look for when she gives you gifts. You can start to look for when she sp spends quality time with you. You can start to look for words of affirmation and you can start to look for these things so that you are now creating for yourself, choosing the thoughts that you have for yourself that are going to make your relationship with your partner stronger. Because you're now thinking thoughts that she loves me, that she respects me, that she honors me, that she does these things because of how she feels about me. And if she loves me, if you're thinking that, then you're thinking about how she is in the relationship. And always remember, guys, I know this is emotion month. <laughs> this is emotion month in the Spartan Academy and relationship month is coming up. It's coming up in April. It's down the line a little bit. We have March. We're going to do beliefs. We're going to do beliefs next month. But remember in relationships, there's always 
three thoughts. In every one relationship, there's always three thoughts. There's the thoughts you have about yourself in the relationship, the thoughts you have about the other person in the relationship, and the thoughts you have about the relationship itself. So when you're thinking about your partner in the relationship, you know, when you're looking for words of action, like she, you're listening for words of affirmation, you're looking for acts of service, you're looking for that quality time, when you're looking for these things, then you're creating on purpose thoughts that she loves you, that the relationship is strong. This is a loving relationship. She loves me, right? That I am loved. And you have all these thoughts about the trifecta. There's that trifecta, that triad of thoughts in a relationship. And so you're feeling that based on the thoughts you're having. And then you're acting in a loving way, right? Because your feelings create your actions. You're acting in a loving way because you're choosing to think thoughts that she's acting in a loving way. You are determining the results of your relationship based on what you think. That is the alpha way. <laughs> That's the universal truth, my friend. That's how the five level languages can help you. They have nothing to do with trying to control the other person, trying to get the other person to behave a certain way so you can feel love. They have nothing to do with watching the other person's behavior and then trying to manipulate them by adapting your behavior to trying to get them to feel love. It has nothing to do with that. Both of those are erroneous. Both of those are beta conditioned right? The alpha state is I am in control of my thoughts. I feel love when I choose to feel love based on the way I think. And I can look for ways of, for you loving me because I get to decide what your actions mean to me by the way I think about your actions. And so if I see you spending quality time, giving gifts, using words of affirmation, I get to think that I am loved. And that creates for me amazing emotions, amazing, powerful emotions that then I manifest through loving acts. That is what the love languages do for you. But that's where you have to be in control. Like you are in control of your cognition and your emotion, not the other person. It's not telling the other person how to behave so that, because they're in control. <laughs> it's not giving them control and saying, do these things. The love languages are for you to understand more about you and understand how you can determine and create amazing relationships for you. That is the truth. That is the universal truth. And that's what I have for you today, my friend. My brothers, if this is something you want to learn more about, if you want to learn more about emotional intelligence, how to create the emotions that will serve, that will drive your actions and serve your future, right? That really serve the results, serve your life. That's what we're doing this month in the Spartans. And every month we do something new, but you can always go back and look at previous months. You can come in now and get with us doing the emotional work in February, but you can look back at the cognitive work in January and then you can be with us as we do belief work in March, relationship work in April. You can go back and do the impossible goal in December. All the curriculum is online. The time for you to master your mind, to do the mind work, to elevate your alpha state is now, my friend. Go to thealphamalecoach.com and at the very top where it says work with Kevin, click where you'll see a drop down menu. It says elevated alpha society Spartans. If you have any questions, or if you're just struggling with something and you want to see how this causal coaching works, how it works to be able to look at your life in a more objective way for me to help remove and separate your subjectivity from what's actually happening so that you can see your life in this objective way and choose the thoughts that you can start to believe that are going to serve more of who you actually are, then you could just 
set up, sign up for a 45 minute consultation with me. It's absolutely free. And I look forward to chatting with you. But when you're ready to change your life, when you're ready to take that action, go to thealphamalecoach.com and click on the Elevated Alpha Society Spartan Academy for the Development of Cognitive Mastery. And I look forward to your enrollment and working with you as a student. Until then, or until next week, when we come back on the podcast, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, Sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.